No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker. Hey, welcome to No Thanks Needed. I'm Mike Van Acker. In this ep, we'll chat about a new idea I've had for the best reality TV show ever. I wonder what secrets my son's mobile phone is hiding. And I'll tell you a true story about parents going the biff in front of their kids and their kids principal. But first, No Thanks Needed News. Just weeks after saying we can't shut everything down every time there's an outbreak, Scott Morrison has announced Parliament will be shutting down because there's an outbreak. This season's must-have item is the surgical mask for some of the cool kids paying up to $10 each. A Priceline chemist in New South Wales is accused of opening a pack of 10 and separating them into singles packed in a Ziploc bag. Nothing says sterile and safe like using the same protocols that you'd usually use for your kids' morning tea. Kanye West has announced he's bipolar but still wants to be president. America said sure, it can't be any worse. Australian billionaire and chairman of Channel 7, Kerry Stokes, said even though he's been able to self-isolate at his own mansion and avoid hotel quarantine, it hasn't been easy. He said at one stage he was so bored he was forced to watch his own network. Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban have also avoided hotel quarantine and a hold-up in their mansion. Apparently they had to. There wasn't room in a standard hotel room for Keith, Nicole and the kids once their luggage was in there. They're staying at their property in Sutton's Forest in New South Wales. It has a pool room, library and enough bedrooms that they can isolate from the world and each other if they feel like it. A wave of COVID-19 cases that began in Victoria is currently moving into New South Wales and is creeping ever closer to Queensland's border. Experts are calling it the reverse cane toad effect and says Queensland had it coming. No thanks needed. Sport. The NRL has called for a new range of stimulus measures for some of their clubs. This one will be called Coach Seeker, and the Broncos, the Warriors, the Cowboys and the Bulldogs are bang up for it. The rest of the clubs are happy for now, at least with Coach Keeper, and board fans around the country are calling for the introduction of Job Streaker. The Gold Coast Titans have announced they'll be using work experience kids and interns to fill up their team, as they can't afford any experienced players, given what they've committed to paying David Fafita. No thanks needed. TV. Okay, so this last week we've seen The Voice, Big Brother and MasterChef all wrap up and Australian Ninja Warriors start. Now all these shows, MasterChef, Big Brother, The Voice, The Bachelor, I'm a Celebrity, are basically all the same. The contestants are kind of just doing different stuff, but it's the same show. They all have background segments on the contestants to make us like them. They all go through a series of heats where one at a time someone gets kicked out. I think it's time we just combine them all and come up with a reality competition super competitor, someone who's just good at stuff across the board. We could call it Australian Ninja Single Hottie Singing Chef's Big Brother. I think it's a winner. Welcome everyone to Australian Ninja Single Hottie Singing Chef's Big Brother, the very first series where we look to find the ultimate TV competitor. We're almost ready to get started, but first, one at a time, the competitors will be put into an empty house where they'll walk around and are filmed doing absolutely nothing. Right, they're all in and we're off. Stage one and each contestant must hold on to a spinning chair while singing a cover of a popular song. Delta Goodrum will close her eyes and sway from side to side, attempting to look cool and spiritual. Until she gets bored, then she'll take off her shoes, throw them at the contestant she likes the least, and that contestant is out. We don't care that her mother has been unwell and her family's farm was repossessed by the bank. Whatever. Then they run into a kitchen where three judges that no one knows critiques a dish they actually cooked hours ago, served up by a team of waiters that a guy called George refuses to pay correctly. 
Off now to an African jungle, they roll around inside a locked box filled with cockroaches until one of them screams, I want to be an influencer! Get me out of here! That person is then out as well. They can swim home to Australia for all we care. The remaining players then attempt an obstacle course that no one has ever been able to finish and then get through a quick chat with Freddie Flintoff who says exactly the same thing to each of them. The person who looks the most bored is out. Then they run naked through a garden made up of rose bushes. They have to pick a rose and give it to the person they might potentially want to publicly break up with exactly three months after the final show airs. There aren't enough roses to go round and anyone who misses out is sent home by Osher Gunsberg who cries as he gives him the news. Next up, Scott Cam is carried in on a sedan chair carried by Keith the Foreman and Dan the Four Boy. The last remaining contestants are forced to paint Scott Cam's house and swim to an alligator-infested swimming pool whilst boy George Frisbee's hats at them. And the winner? Well, the winner's a member of Guy Sebastian's immediate family. I would have thought that was obvious. <laughs> no thanks needed. Summer boy Jake is 16, he's in year 11 at school and uh, they're allowed at his school to use their mobile phone. They can have them on them at all times. In theory, if so, they can take pics of the board to help them study and everything. But in actuality, I think somewhere along the way, the school just gave up. I think they got to the stage where the office staff couldn't work anymore around the huge pile of confiscated mobile phones on their desks. I think they got to the point where they went, have your phones, we don't even care anymore. Jake knows I'm not really into it, but he tells me he only uses his phone at school for work purposes, which is fine, except the other day I put a post on Facebook letting people know that this podcast was up, the new episode, and within 20 minutes, he'd liked it. He gets home that day and I said, dude, I thought you said you want to use your phone at school for work purposes. And he said, well, I sort of do. You kind of expect me to help you promote the podcast. So I liked it and I shared it. And I'm certainly not doing that on my own time. Uh, fair enough, I suppose. He's a funny kid. Um, the other week, someone gave me a one-star review for this podcast. Yeah, thank you. I know who it was. It's a, well, it's someone I used to work with back in the day. Uh, and I said to Jake, yeah, someone left me a bad review. By the way, uh, have you reviewed it? And he said, yeah, that was me. Thanks, my dude. But speaking of phones, this week, disaster struck. Jake woke up one morning and his phone was not working. It was a brick. And he's freaking out, man. He's going, like... All the good morning texts I've got to send. People will wonder what happened to me. Like, like mum, I always text mum in the morning. I, Do you? You text your mum? He goes, yeah. I go, what about me? Yeah, oh, I didn't think you'd want one. I go, oh, thanks for that. And he goes, I've got to text my girlfriend. I said, you have a girlfriend? He went, yeah, I can't talk about that right now. My phone doesn't work. Oh, okay. So he goes off to school. He entrusts me both with the phone and the unlock code for the phone. And the temptation to go through it, man, was intense. But I didn't. I didn't always said to him, I won't go through your phone unless you give me a reason to think I need to. And so far, he's never done that. So off to the Apple store I go with his phone. The Apple store was really interesting. They made me put a mask on before I could go in there, which is ironic. If you know how much they charge for an iPhone, they're the one should be wearing a mask and holding a gun. But the guy at the shop was really good. He checked out um, Jake's phone and he goes, Whoa, mate, you use this phone the same amount a teenager would. I said, Oh, actually, mate, it's my teenager's phone. And he goes, Sure it is. Geez, you spend a lot of time on TikTok. I'm going, Mate, it's my teenager's phone. He's going, Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, anyway, you need a new battery. I said, Well, my teenager does. He goes, Yeah, yeah, this one's cooked. He goes, Come back in an hour. Give us 79 bucks and it'll be fine. So um, Jake and I at this point are reduced to communicating via email. Texting, no good, obviously, because he doesn't have his phone. I email him, I go, dude, your phone's uh, still at the Apple store. I'll get it back in an hour. 
everything's going to be cool and he completely freaked out even through email i can tell he's freaking out did you lock my phone okay no mate they need to unlock to work on it but in any case i assumed because you gave me the passcode you'd cleaned up anything you didn't want me to see he said the phone was dead i couldn't clean it up now i'm thinking i really should go through this phone anyway I come back an hour later, turns out his phone can't be saved, so they sold me a new one. They gave me a new replacement iPhone 8 for the same $79 the battery was going to cost me, and they emailed me a link for a free year of Apple TV. They actually lost money on the deal. Anyway, I take the phone home, I give it to Jake, he's happy. Later on, I tell my girl about it, and she says, you know what, you should have kept the new phone for yourself, giving Jake your old one. That never even occurred to me. It's just another example of how I really can't believe women don't run the world. My girl is just so much more cunning than I am. And I think about that at night when I'm lying awake. Well, I think about that and also wondering what the hell is on my son's phone that he's so worried about me seeing. A final word for today on parenting and mobile phones. I try to set a good example to my boy. Uh, Most of the time I go okay, I think. I take this parenting thing pretty seriously. But... Check this out, the parents really going all out to show their kids how it's done. There was a fight outside Jake's school the other day between a girl from his school and a girl from another school down the road. Now, the fight was broken up, but these two young ladies weren't done with each other and a return bout was organised at the local servo for later that day. And you know what kids are like, word gets around and the school got wind of it. They, in turn, contacted the parents of the girl that went to their school. Then they also contacted the other school, and that school contacted the parents of the other girl. Anyway, the two sets of parents, the two girls, and the principal from my son's school all turn up at the servo at the designated time where the rematch is about to take place. And here's where the good example comes in. The two sets of parents start talking. There's a debate. The debate turns into an argument. And of course, each set of parents takes their own kid's side. And before you know it, the two mums are pushing and shoving each other. Then the dads start up and this poor female school principal is in the middle trying to separate them all. So those parents really were leading by example. One's going, you see, Chantel, I've got her in a headlock and now I can just swing away and there's nothing she can do about it. And the other mum's going, yes, Kayleen, she does have me in a headlock, but look how if I stamp on her feet, she has to let go. And how do I know all of this? I've seen the video. Like I said, mobile phones on school kids are awesome. Can you imagine the principal at home that night pouring a bucket of wine and reflecting on her life choices? Uh, They didn't warn me about this at Teachers College. No thanks needed. Okay, you guys, that wraps up another No Thanks Needed. Thank you so much for listening, especially thank you to those of you who've taken the time to review this podcast. We continue to rank well on the podcasting charts, much to my surprise and delight. If you haven't reviewed the podcast, please do, assuming you have something nice to say. If you don't, just keep that on the download. And if you can help me spread the word about this podcast, I'd really love that. I've done six apps now. I'm committed to getting it right eventually. Chat to you next week. No Thanks Needed with Mike Van Acker, produced by the Podcast Boss.